Welcome to another episode of Lottery Dreams and Fortune. Now this is an interview with $10 million lottery winner Bradley Hahn. My name is Timothy Schultz. If you are new to this channel, I am also a lottery winner. Way back in the day in 1999, I won the Powerball before going back to college to study film and broadcast news. And I'm now combining my experience in these things with my desire to meet and interview others that I find fascinating. Now this includes some other lottery winners. That's one of the types of guests that I I am interviewing on this channel, but this podcast is an interview with $10 million lottery winner Bradley Hahn. He won $10 million on a scratch ticket in the state of Missouri in the United States. In this interview, we got to discuss all kinds of things, not only what it was like to win $10 million, but also how it's changed his life, how it's changed some relationships, and his advice if you happen to win $10 million. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here is my podcast interview with $10 million lottery winner Bradley Hahn. So I'm here with Bradley Hahn, who won $10 million from the Missouri State Lottery on a scratch ticket, which is incredible. Bradley, how are you today? Very good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. I really, really appreciate it. So I have so many questions for you about about the win and how it's changed your life and what it was like to win this $10 million in the Missouri State Lottery. But first of all, what was it like the day that you won? Can you walk me through the day and, and purchasing the ticket? Uh, obviously, just another normal day. I uh, was working night shift up in uh, the St. Louis area. Uh, I was there not even a year. And uh, I was working, I think, 10.30 to 6.30 a.m. And I got off work that morning. And I think it was April... Uh, See, I won on April 13th, so it was that day. Yeah, the 13th, I, was, I uh, got off work, and I've been playing that ticket. It came out in January that year, and uh, it was Missouri Lottery's 30th anniversary of being in business, so they came out with the $30 ticket for the first time ever. And it was the biggest top prize we ever had. And uh, I was just driving home that morning, stopping at a few places just to kind of stay awake. You know, after working night shift, you're pretty tired, and you don't really have a normal sleep schedule, so... Stopped a few places playing some. You know, I'd win a little bit, 30 bucks, 60 bucks, just enough to kind of keep you playing. So uh, I got pretty close to the house, and I made one more stop to fill my tank up for the night. And uh, I bought one, and I won 30 bucks. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I'll save this for tonight at work. I like to take one to work and scratch it off. And there was a gas station across the road. I'm like, you know what? I'm five minutes from the house. Let me just go get one more, you know. And uh, went in, bought it, took it to the back of the store. Scratched it off. There was a number match. And, you know, the first thing you think is like, I got my money back at least. You know, I didn't lose. And then when I scratched it off and saw that, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> There's a lot of zeros, you know. So that was uh, pretty wow. crazy. So, Wow. That is that is crazy. I mean, was it – did it sink in right away? No, because I was obviously in the store uh, back by the bathrooms. They had like this little kiosk that – you know, had a little self-scanner where you can see if it's a winner or not. I'm sure your state probably has that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I saw the 10, I saw all the zeros, I was thinking, you know, a million. And then when I saw the 10, I'm like, no, nah, it's a top prize. You know, there's there's only three of them. How can this, there's no way. This can't be real. So I started scanning it and it kept saying 10 million, claim it lottery. Like 20 times I kept scanning it because so I just didn't believe it. And uh, I looked around. There was like maybe 10, 15 people in the store. So I just folded the ticket up and I walked right out and didn't say a word to anybody. So I didn't want to, you know, create a commotion of, hey, I got a $10 million winner here. So wow, kept it, kept it cool. I didn't scream. I didn't jump up and down. Nothing. I just jumped right on out and went to my car. Oh, man. Was the adrenaline going? I mean, for me, my heart would be like jumping out of my chest. Yeah, my heart was beating, but when I got to my car, that felt like a like a safe spot. So that's when I started kind of like hyperventilating and all those thoughts in your mind of what you're going to do with this money, how it's going to change your life, just started rolling. And you're like, well, I got to tell somebody, you know, like in the family. So uh, the wife was working, so she couldn't answer the phone. So I sent her an email and uh, called mom and dad. They didn't believe me. Um, the way I was talking, they thought I got into a car wreck. And I'm like, no, no, I, uh, I won the lottery. And they're like, ah, shut up. You know, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I did. And sent them a picture and they went crazy. So, uh, yeah, that was the crazy morning. You know, you get off work, 
from a you know good paying job, but you don't expect to do that and then become a millionaire in the next hour. That was crazy. So, hmm. so you sent your parents a a picture of it? Yeah, the, they, they didn't believe me. They said, "Hey, send us a picture, then we'll believe you." And I sent them the picture, and they immediately called back and screaming, hollering. And then I called the wife's mom and told her she didn't believe me either. So, I mean, a lot of people don't believe you when you say that because it's something that doesn't happen very often. And when you say that to somebody, they're like, instantly don't believe you until you have proof. So, Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, it is, it is hard to believe um, for a, a lot of people in the moment. I, yeah. I had the same thing happen to me with a couple people. So you called your parents and you you know, told your wife about it, but what did you do with the ticket after that happened? Because a ticket worth $10 million would make me a little bit nervous to be carrying around. But what, what did you do? Uh, well, obviously when I got everybody called, I, I drove home. I did like, I was on the interstate. So I did like maybe 40 miles an hour because I was like scared to wreck or something happened to it or, you know, something happened to me. So when, when I got home, you know, I was all like, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go up to the lottery office and cash this. I'm going to have a fantastic day. But then, you know, just something on the back of my head, shoulder just tapped me and said, you know, hey, this is a lot of money. You know, what do we, what do you do you know, with this type of money? How do you put it in a bank? So I thought maybe I need to call somebody. So uh, just did a Google search for financial advisors. It brought the one that's closest to me up and uh, called him up. He didn't believe me, so I'm like, I'll be there in an hour if you have time to meet. And uh, right when I walked in, I showed him the ticket, and uh, he pretty much said, all right, let's go to lunch and uh, talk about it. So, Wow, was that the, the same day? Yeah, that morning. Um, that, that was that afternoon, I think 11, 12 o'clock that afternoon. Just had an instant connection with him. You know, you, you just like when you're dating somebody, you get that instant connection. You're like, hey, this might actually work. And that's what I had with him. And he's been my advisor since that day and did an amazing job. But yeah, that morning, you know, when you get that much money overnight, the first thing you want to do is just obviously get the money and just have fun. But you need to take a step back and evaluate some things because it's a lot of money. Yeah. And so how between that time, how much time was there between when you went in to actually turn in the ticket? Uh, we waited a couple of days because that morning or that afternoon when I went and saw him for the first time, he took me up to the bank and I opened up a safety deposit box and we put the ticket in there just to keep it safe and come up with a plan. Went to lunch, did a bunch of talking what we were going to do. And then that gave him a couple of days to get all the accounts open, uh, get us a CPA and a lawyer hired to kind of talk things over. Um, so, you know, my opinion, don't rush it. Take the time. You know, take a few days, take a week, whatever you need to do. Get your plan together, accounts set up, so that way you know what's what to do when you get to the lottery office so everything's ready to go. Yeah, that sounds like really sound, wise, wise advice. You know, I have I have a lot there are a lot of people that write in on this channel that are curious, you know, if you win a large prize like that. Do they, people ask all the time, you know, what do you do? Do you just dump it into a checking or a savings account? And, you know, that's obviously a really bad idea, but yeah. what, when they awarded it to you, did it go into a single account and then you invested it from there? Or how did that work? Uh, the advisor opened up uh, just a standard checking account and he also opened up what's obviously, you know, a brokerage account. And uh, brokerage accounts can, you know, accept that large amount of money. Uh, you're insured for that large portion of the money. A lot of people I say, you know, if you obviously want the money and you're still looking for an advisor, it might be okay to put it in a checking account for like a week or two into a, a, a reputable bank like U.S. Bank, Regions Bank, something that you know is not going to collapse overnight. And then once you find your advisor, transfer it over if you need to. I don't recommend that, but if you really had to, one to two weeks isn't going to be that big of a deal. But definitely get your brokerage account. And then Missouri Lottery actually wired that over about 10 days after I claimed it. And funny thing is, I think it was the DEA or FBI actually froze it that was being transferred over. Mm. That large sum of money coming over, they, they just wanted to make sure it was legit. Mm. Not like anything illegal. Once they saw the lottery, they released it. So I had to wait an extra two, three, four hours to get the money that mm. day. So did that make uh, you nervous? Uh, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just like getting pulled over by a cop, knowing that uh, you don't have anything illegal on you, but you're still nervous. Yeah, and that's what it was. It was just like 
man, I'm not going to get this money, you know, somebody steal it. So, yeah, definitely nervous until you see the money in the account. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then once you saw the money in the account, what were you what were your thoughts? What were you feeling? <laughs> never, <laughs> never saw that many zeros in my life. So uh, I was before that, I was happy to have 500 bucks stuck in my checking account. When I saw all that, I'm like, that's that's different. That's something you just can't grasp until you see it for yourself. So it's crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is, it is crazy. Did it, did it take a while to come down off of the, the lottery high? You yeah. Know? Yeah, it did. Um, you know, there, we had our fun at the beginning. He gave us uh, an amount that we could spend safe, you know, you know, whatever we want to do, cars, money for people, house, whatever. And then once we did all that, then it was like, hey, all right, it's time to get serious. Let's do some investing now. So that's what we did. So he, he's led us from you know the beginning, and he's done an amazing job. And uh, without him, I don't know where we'd be at today. Um, he's done a, a great job at managing our money. So hmm. That's amazing. So how do you find, you know, you hear about those lottery lawyers out there. I'm not saying that all the lottery lawyers out there are scam artists or anything like that but you hear about the scams that that mm -hmm. happen out there and people ask all the time to to this channel that they're curious how can you find someone that you trust you, i mean Make, yeah what what's your advice uh well i did i had a few people reach out that <laughs> worked from their house in their basement i'm like i don't feel comfortable with somebody working in the basement as a financial advisor so one thing is just find a reputable company. I'm, we're with Edward Jones. I'm sure there's like Wells Fargo, TD Ameritrade. There's all kinds of them out there. You just got to do your homework, sit down with a bunch of them, almost like a first date, getting to know the person, ask all the questions you can, get that level of trust built up. Uh, the one thing I love about Edward Jones is there's so much um, stuff that he has to, he has to jump through a lot of hoops just to get access to my money. Um, they got different departments that will flag stuff that, you know, uh, if they see anything suspicious, weird. And he's got to call me to even move any money. If, hmm. if there's no record of him calling me, then, you know, obviously he'll probably get in trouble for that. But uh, hmm. that's one thing I love about them. And uh, I'm sure you probably hear some stories of the big, big rigs, you know, the big corporations, uh, advisors stealing people's money. And I'm not saying it's never going to happen, but. Like I said, you just got to have that level of trust and do your homework, ask all the questions. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and transparency seems very important mm -hmm. and that they're a fiduciary, you know, and for people that yeah. don't know what that means, you know, that they're legally obligated to, to uh, work on behalf of your best interest. Um, that's the best thing about those type of companies. If, say, if your advisor did steal your money, then you're going to be protected by that company. They're going to get your money back. Uh, if you just do it with somebody that's doing it in their basement, that money's gone. See ya. So yeah, yeah. Just be careful. Yeah, absolutely. And what about taxes? Because I know. Well, first of all, is you know when you win a major prize on a scratch ticket, is it is it an annuity or half right away? And then what do they do for taxes? Because uh, in the United States, anyway, the taxes can be very hefty with with lottery winnings, and some people don't know that. Yeah, there's a. On the uh, scratch tickets, I think it might be the um, like million dollars and up that has an annuity where I could have taken 400000 a year for 25 years before taxes, or I could take $6.8 million right now and then take taxes out of that. So I took the lump sum because my advisor is actually making more money each year than what I would get from the lottery. So it just made sense for us. Um, taxes, uh, our lottery in Missouri takes, I think it's 29%, percent hmm. 25 federal, 4% state. That's just the standard because they don't know my tax situation or like your tax situation. So, um, but that's not all the taxes you're going to pay. Um, cause you're winning $10 million. You're in the highest tax bracket right off the bat. So, uh, we owed another 16.6% that hmm. following April. So, uh, it was about 45 0.6% we paid, which sucks, almost half. Um, so we walked away with about $3.828 million when it was all said and done. So hmm. it's crazy to go from $10 million to 3.8, but it's more money than I'd ever had in my lifetime, so I'm happy. So Yeah, that's still incredible. I mean, that can still yeah. be life-changing 
have you found that it was life changing for you? You know, how, how has it changed your life? Uh, you know, I grew up kind of, you know, I wasn't dirt poor homeless, but I mean, we lived in a trailer. I didn't have the name brand clothes. We didn't get to go to the beach for vacations. Sometimes we didn't take a vacation. Um, you know, mom and dad made sure we had food every night. We, you know, we struggled, but we, we, we made it work, you know? And when I won, um, I don't recommend this to anybody, but that week that I won, I was just trying to find a way to make the house payment because uh, both my jobs I worked at, the overtime was slow. Um, so that payment was due, I think, by that Friday before I would get a late fee. And, you know, I had 100 bucks in my pocket. I'm like, well, let me try some tickets and just see if I can maybe hit a $500 winner, $1,000 winner. Don't recommend that. Don't play the lottery to pay bills. I was just, what if I would have lost that 100 That would have been it, you know. But uh, when I won that $10 million, I'm like, okay, I guess I can pay the house off now. So that kind of worked out. But uh, that was a crazy, crazy week. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So you, you don't advise for people to play the lottery to be able to pay off their house. But, you know, that people happened yeah, people and it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. People so, do it. That's what people want to do. They want to win the lottery to become debt free. And, uh, you know, I'm glad and thankful that we did. And uh, it changed our life. You know, because I get to see my kids grow up and have a better life than I did when I was little, knowing that whenever me and the wife do pass away down the road, hopefully 50 years from now, that they're going to be taken care of. That's another amazing feeling. Um, and then I got to take care of my parents, got to buy them a vehicle, give them some cash. That's another amazing feeling if you win the lottery, too, uh, because your parents take care of you for your whole life to your 18. Um, and just to give some back was just the best feeling ever. So. Uh, it changed people that always say that money doesn't buy happiness. I look at them and say they're crazy. They've never had money this much to to make a difference to be happy. And it, uh, I mean, it doesn't solve everything. Money doesn't solve all your problems, but the stress and the debt it it, it takes care of that. So it's it's a great feeling. Yeah, a little little less stressed out probably about yeah. about that stuff anyway. Yeah. Did you think that you? I mean, you obviously thought that you at least had a chance when you played. Yeah, I uh, when it first came out, obviously I was joking. Like, you know, everybody says they're going to win the Powerball when it's a billion dollars or whatever. And when I saw that $10 million top prize, I was like, man, I'm going to win that one. That'd be awesome to win that. You know, I didn't say I'm going to win this, but I just said it'd be awesome to win this. And uh, I actually knew the guy that I didn't really know him personally, but uh, I chatted with him on the Facebook messenger from the lottery because one time I was actually looking for an older ticket and they can actually track them down and tell you where they're sold at. Hmm. And then I just jokingly said, Hey man, this new golden ticket that came out one of these days, I'm going to find that 10 million. And then literally like that next week I found it. So that was just crazy. And then, then a lot of people came out and said, Oh, that guy must've told you where the winner is at. You know, I had all those stories. Like I, <laughs> I'm like, you think the lottery would actually do that? And that would be so illegal. I said, uh, I said, just right place, right time. You know? So, uh, it's crazy. Hmm. I always it, thought I'd win 5,000, 10,000. I never thought I'd win millions ever, but, uh, I won a lot of thousand dollar prizes in my life, and I'm like, you know, you're always ready for that next step up. Like, okay, when am I going to win four thousand or ten thousand? But um, hmm. never thought I'd win ten million. Crazy. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That's that's awesome. Everybody dreams about what they would do if they won the lottery. Uh, what have you done? I mean, you you helped your parents, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but what else have you done? Have you done anything? You invested quite a bit of it, but but what else, yeah. what have you done? How is it? Our biggest expense was a house. Um, mm. We paid cash for that. Uh, the wife got her, uh, at the time, we don't have any more, but she got her a Cadillac SUV. I had a, bought a Corvette. always wanted a Corvette, so I bought that. And then I bought another car just to kind of, you know, I can haul the kids around in a little four-door. Uh, so we bought the cars. We bought her mom a car. We bought my mom and dad a car. Uh, we gave my sisters, I think it was 14000 each, because that was the most you could do without paying taxes on it. So we gave them 14000 each, and then we gave her brother money, cousins and stuff, a 1000 bucks here and there. Um, me and her went to Turks and Caicos a few months later for like our celebration trip. Uh, took the whole family down to Destin that summer. Uh, we bought a house, rented it out, uh, mm. stayed for weeks. We had everybody come down and said, hey, we'll pay for the house find a way to get here 
uh, built a pool in the backyard. Um, that's about it. We didn't do anything super crazy. And then we just invested about, I think we invested 3 million of that into the stock market. So hmm. um, definitely didn't, definitely didn't spend it all. Like some of the lottery winners do in the first year or two. You could though, easily. Yeah. There's some uh, statistic out there where I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, there's a large percentage of lottery winners that, that get in trouble within five years. I'm almost there. If I go back to <laughs> I'll be happy. So it's coming yeah. up. Yeah, a couple months. No, you so. seem like you're being very wise and and um, you know smart with it. And yeah, I got a good team around me, and having my wife, she's pretty level-headed with money. Um, to this day, she'll still find a coupon to buy some stuff with and save every little amount she can. And uh, without her and my advisor, it's hard to say where I'd be at today because growing up the way I did, and when you become rich overnight. It, you get a lot of temptations, um, a lot of things that you couldn't do, you can do, and you just got to be careful. Uh, but it's okay to make mistakes because uh, then you can learn from those and not do them you know, down the road. So um, hmm. definitely just be careful. It's so much temptation when you get that much money all at once. Mm-hmm. So are you are you retired now? Kind of. Uh, yeah doing what I want. Um, I do like DoorDash, Instacart, you know, like the delivery stuff when I get super bored, uh, day trading stocks every once in a while. Um, I don't know if you were in on that Robin Hood craze back with the GameStop stuff. I don't know if you did any of that, but I uh, did some of that and made a, you know, a couple grand off of it. So um, not really retired, you know, hmm. but uh, don't have a boss I have to report to besides the wife from nine to five. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The whole Robinhood thing was was pretty crazy. Was... Yeah, that was. I think GameStop's going back up again. I got back in yesterday. Um, mm. uh, it's it's down a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's that was a crazy. Some people made millions and millions of dollars off that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And some people lost big too. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some people lost millions. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is crazy. So I have to ask, did you save your actual winning ticket? Not the uh, not the actual one, but because uh, the actual ticket I bought when they shipped it over to Jefferson City, which is our capital hmm. uh, here in Missouri. That's where the headquarters is at. Hmm. They actually, um, I guess they ripped the ticket all up to kind of test it and make sure it's not a fake or something. Hmm. But the lottery hangs these on the wall. And I had to, like, really pull some teeth to get this. Really? Because they, they wanted to keep it. I'm like, hey, can I have it? You know, because I didn't actually get a copy of it. Wow. But yeah, this is the actual, I didn't even scratch the rest off, but um, huh. 27 there. When I saw that, I started scratching from this way in, uh-huh. and I saw those zeros. I'm like, those are some uh, italic-looking zeros. You know, it's not your normal zeros you see on, like, a $10 or $30 winner. Huh. And, uh yeah, that was a lot of people said, "Why didn't you scratch the rest of the ticket off? You could have won something else." I'm like, "Oh, the top prize, <laughs> ten million. You can't, you can't win anything more than ten million. So, the novelty check. People always ask, "Hey, they give you a check?" I'm like, "Yeah, they gave me this uh, mm. novelty check." So, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't claim the prize publicly, right? No. Everyone talks about whether you should claim a prize publicly or privately, but but why did you choose privately? Um, well, they offered me to do a press conference there at the gas station and, uh, and I was kind of willing to, but my advisor just said, Hey, you don't need the attention right now. Mm. Uh, he was just, he was just trying to protect us, keep our safety in mind. So, mm. uh, there's people that do it, you know, I'm not against it, but just for our decision, we just, you know, were advised not to do it. So, I mean, they, they didn't even take my picture. I mean, I took it with my phone. But they did put it on their website of my name, mm. how old I was, what city I lived in, mm. and then said, hey, this guy won $10 million. That was it. So hmm. um, I didn't have them do anything else. So. And did you have any because of – I mean, it seems like it was pretty anonymous. I mean, obviously not totally anonymous, but mm. you know, you weren't out there too much in, in the media. So did you have any strangers come at you for um, money or anything? Not not really strangers and you know, not until I got on YouTube, but, uh, the yeah, because the lottery... you, you had a YouTube channel here for mm-hmm. people that, that don't know. Yeah. And yeah, I used to. Not anymore though. Yeah. 
So what? Yeah, there was just too many people begging for money and sending me, you know, when I had a cash app request and Venmo requests, just asking for money and then emails asking for money. I'm like, ah, hmm. not for me. So I kind of gave it up. And uh, now we didn't have too many strangers. The day that they released it on their website, I had a bunch of friends and family calling me, texting me, hey, is this you? Is this you? I'm like, yeah, that was me. You know, I'm not too many Bradley Hans around my area. So uh, it was pretty easy to figure out who it was uh, but no we didn't have any no threats nothing like that no strangers came knocking on the door or anything so uh that's it wasn't a big powerball prize or anything where it's going to get national attention so that was a good thing i guess so. well yeah but it's still you know life-changing or it no. can can be at least um that's that's incredible so why do you think that people are apt to ask lottery winners for for money because i've had i've dealt with a lot of that over the years Hmm. I mean, it's just the, the world we live in today. That's just what people, a lot of people just want to get stuff handed to them, given to them for free. Obviously, yeah, I mean, I'd be super jealous if somebody I knew won. But I don't, I don't think myself I would go and ask people like that for money. I just, I couldn't do it myself. Um, why people do it? Hmm, I really don't know. I just think it's, like I said, the world we live in. People just want stuff given to them. Um, they want to sue people for no reason just to try to get some money. So you got to be really careful um, with your money and who you talk to and what you do. Um, that's why I advise getting uh, what they call an umbrella policy, which protects you for uh, if you get sued for anything. It could be if you get into a fight, punch somebody or damage somebody's property, that insurance will pay them and you don't have to use your money. So we did that. Uh, luckily, thankfully, haven't had to use it yet. So. Um, but yeah, you just got to be careful. People will do anything to get money. So yeah, some some people are like that, and then mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it is unfortunate. But not everyone is is like that, though. You know, <laughs> no, thankfully, like a lot of people not are like are not like that. But I think yeah. if you receive national attention, then you're yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> I probably would have got a lot more mail and emails or whatever somebody i don't mind helping people i mean we've donated a charity we've we've adopted some families around school time to get school supplies and christmas time toy drives we've done some charitable stuff i don't like talking about what we donated because it's just kind of takes out of the whole charity part when you start talking about money so mm. um we we've, we've done that but you can't help everybody otherwise you go broke so um yeah i wish i could i wish i could though yeah yeah, no, I, I completely empathize with that. You know, you can't help everybody and mm. you can't, I mean, there's too much disparity in the world to help even a small portion of all the people that, I don't know, for myself, I, I felt some guilt even for having one and I had to learn to grow thick skin to tell people no. And it wasn't just, what was more difficult were uh, family and friends that, asked and most most did not there were a couple though that were formerly really close relationships that were um, damaged and ruined by a couple people that wanted money and you know I basically had to I helped people as much as I could but then I had to stop or else I would be in financial trouble rather yeah. quickly so um, have you had any of that have you had people that have asked you for money that that you know relationships that sort of thing has it has it yeah. changed relationships at all yeah, I've lost a few friends, quite a few, you know, hmm. friends, I should say. Um, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, if they were really my friends, they wouldn't have put me in that position uh, on the spot, you know. I don't mind helping you a little bit, but when it becomes a pattern where you just keep coming back thinking I'm going to bail you out each time, then you just got to stop. You got to say no. And like you said, it does, uh, you almost feel like you have to apologize for winning a lottery because people look at you differently. Um, they see you as somebody obviously with a lot of money and hey, you're not helping me. So, you know, I don't, I don't like you. That's what people automatically assume is that you're this big arrogant person now that you have money and uh, it could be furthest from the truth. I'm still the same old me. Um, yeah, I'm living a better life, um, but I don't show it off. I don't brag about it. Um, I don't have any sports cars. I don't, you know, do anything crazy, spending money all the time. So, uh, that uh, like I said, yeah, you almost feel like you have to apologize to people for winning. It sucks. Yeah, mm. yeah and it's also 
I don't know about you, but for for me, I felt uh, kind of isolated when it happened because I didn't know anyone else mm-hmm. remotely close to my same financial bracket. Yeah, I didn't either. I was in the same boat. Um, you know, my boss that I worked with, yeah, he was a millionaire, but we never were really friends. So the only person I could talk to was the financial advisor because he was, you know, used to seeing that amount of money and uh, he was able to teach us what to do and how to react and how to say no and all this stuff. So he's, he's done a lot for us. Uh, it, that's why it's, that's probably the most important thing to have is financial advisor mm-hmm. um, with that large amount of money. So Yeah, absolutely. It's really easy to just overspend. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have a concept of what, how much you can realistically spend, what you're, yeah. you have a budget and, and so Never forth. mix uh, money with friends. Um, that's how I lost a few friends was hmm. trying to open up businesses with them and stuff. And uh, now we're no longer friends. So don't yeah. don't mix friends and money. It's with business. It's not most of the time. It's not going to end well. So, um, but yeah, I've even lost some family members too. I don't talk to anymore because. Hmm. Uh, never talked to them for like 10 years until I won. Then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, Hey, hey you know, and I didn't give them any money. They got mad. And then so, I had sorry. this, right. I had the same thing. I had the same thing happen to me. And to this day, there's a couple relationships. I'm sort of laughing, but it's really not funny, but there's a couple relationships that are ruined because of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really sad, really. Um, it is, it's, so. it sucks. Right. But, you know, as, as you said, it's like, I feel like my true friends and people that actually cared about me, it didn't really change much with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones that were my, you know, true friends, the when I gave them the check, you know, I think I, uh, my two best friends, I went to give them a couple thousand dollars each. And when I gave them the check, I mean, they, they didn't want it. They kept fighting it. That's when you know you have a, a real friend there, that they didn't want the money. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't need this. I don't want it. Like, well, take it. You know, and that's when you know you have a good friend when they don't put you on that spot or they don't want the money, you know. So you right. just have to like force it on them. So, right. Uh, thankfully, I have a few of those. So, yeah. Has it been more difficult to, to trust people or yeah. has that changed? A lot. Uh, anybody that comes in the house, somebody new, contractor, maids, whatever it might be. It's hard to trust. Even if you don't have money, it's hard to trust people. And it only gets worse when you win money because you're, you're always in the back of your mind thinking, this person, you know, what they, they could steal from me. What are they going to take? You're always worried about what could happen. And, and like I said, it gets worse when you have money. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm always nervous about what somebody could do, you know, talking to them, make sure I say the right thing so I don't get sued, do something mm. stupid so I don't get sued. So you're always kind of like walking on eggshells when you have this much money. Just want to make sure you do the right things and say the right things. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well, luckily most people have good intentions and aren't negative, but I completely empathize and understand with, with where you're coming yeah. from. So overall, would you say that you're happier though since, since you've won? Oh Yeah. I would yeah. say I'm a lot happier. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, money doesn't fix all your problems, but the problems that we had that made us unhappy, uh, it fixed it. Uh, we're, we're happy now. And you still have your occasional bad days, bad moods, stressed out, you know, other stuff. But uh, yeah, the, it, it definitely made us a lot happier on the financial side and debt wise and stuff. And we still have some debt. I mean, a lot of people think that you need to pay off everything and never have debt again, but you're not going to have a credit score. So uh, we still have some debt, but it's manageable, very manageable. So um, that's what we uh, make sure you just be careful with it and have a, a budget set in place and not overspend. And it's easy to do when you win the lottery. So Yeah, it, it really is <laughs> easy to do um, if you don't have a, a budget and a concept mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. And a lot of people, you know, I would say the average lottery winner probably is not wealthy before they win, Mm-mm. but well, some, some of them are, but not everybody. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything missing that you wanted to say today that I should know about? Hmm. Uh, a lot of people out there always um, ask me, like, how did you win? How did you do it? I mean, a lot of people out there think there's a system of winning the lottery and, knowing where the winner is going to be at. And in my opinion, I, I really didn't know. I mean, I, you dream about it, but, um, going into that store that day, I obviously your, your goal is to win the top prize. That's what everybody's goal is, is to win something life changing. 
and uh, just you know, just know that there's no way to really tell when that winning ticket's going to be there. You just right place, right time, and don't overspend just to try to find a jackpot because you're talking millions and millions of tickets printed. Like my odds were like almost one in five million to win that. I'm sure your odds were way worse than that. So, but it is possible. It's very. Possible. <laughs> you do have a chance if you play. You're looking and... at two of them right here. That happens. So it does <laughs> happen. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always tell people to never spend more than you can afford to lose. But at yeah. the same time, for me at least, I don't necessarily believe in odds all the time. I mean, I do statistics. Like, I know one in however many people win a jackpot. So I do believe it in that sense. But I also, I don't know. I, I believe that if it's meant to be, it'll be. So that's <laughs> kind of what Basically, I think. But, yeah. Anyway. That's what I always was. It's just right time, right place. You know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there was a guy behind me that bought the next ticket. I mean, just think if mm. I was a minute later, mm. I would have been buying that next ticket and I would have missed out. So uh, it's just all about right time, right place, and you don't know when that's going to be. Without getting too personal, what did you have to sort of reinvent yourself, or what do you do for your like? What do you do now that you're suddenly retired? Because for me, I had to, it took a little bit to sort of figure out what I'm going to do with my life. But have you, have you, what about it you? It took a little bit to get used to. Um, the daughter was born in 2015, that April, April 6, 2015. And I was working two jobs. So I barely got to see my daughter that first year because I was working nights. So by the time I got home, she was at the babysitter. By the time I woke up, she was in bed. So I never really got to spend much time with the daughter. And the day I won, I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm going to take some time, stay home with the kid. At the time, I only had one kid. And then we had Evan a couple years later. Hmm. And uh, so they keep me pretty busy um, doing the food delivery, grocery stuff. Keeps me a little busy when I get too bored. Doing some stock trading during the day, the weekdays, that keeps me a little busy. But, you know, I find something to do. Get in the truck, go for a ride, uh, go fishing. You know, I can find something to do besides wanting to go work at a job that I hate or something. And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, when I had jobs that I hated, you know, it, I was making money. That's all I cared about. You know, you're, you're going to hate something about a job. So you just got to work through it. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have a job you hate, but I'm just glad I don't have to put up with that anymore. So it was pretty bad. So, mm, yeah, no, it sounds like, it sounds like that's been a blessing. Have you seen lately what's been happening with Bitcoin? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew about it back then, because um, when I went to Vegas for my first time ever in 2017 for my birthday weekend, um, that was after we won. I won like 154,000, not no joke. Um, wow. I won like 27 jackpots that 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 weekend. I took ten thousand dollars with me. That's <laughs> all I took, and I took that ten thousand and turned it into 154 before um, what it took to win. So I think I came home with like 80 grand. And I wish I knew about Bitcoin at that time. So I'm sure in 2017, it was probably like $1,000 a coin then or less. Um, yeah. Picking myself, I didn't even know what it was. And so uh, just couldn't imagine getting in that under a penny. And then where it's at now, if you stayed in it, it would be crazy. But um, Tesla yeah. is in it. I think that's what really messed Tesla up is mm. you got this green company invested in a Bitcoin that is terrible for the environment to mine because you got all these devices plugged in. So a lot of people don't understand that. You got this clean company going with this, you know, not good for the environment Bitcoin. So, and their stock has really tumbled since. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but uh, it's crazy to see fifty thousand dollars of coin. It's unreal. Hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy. I feel bad for the guys, the people out there that have maybe they were gifted bitcoins or you know they have bitcoins from way back in the day, but you need a code to unlock it and they can't get into it. So therefore it has no, you know, if you can't get into it, you have a certain amount of time to access it. And then if you exceed that, then you can't access it ever. So it doesn't matter what, if you have it or not, you could lose. Yeah. That would suck. Uh, There's a couple of them that did it. There was like a couple hundred million dollars worth and they can't get the password. And the other guy threw it away in a dumpster. That was back in 2013. And he wants to look now. I'm like, you're never going to find it eight years later. That's probably way down in the ground. And who knows if it even works, uh, all the moisture and stuff that it's been exposed to. So 
Mm. I think it's just a lost cause. The city won't let him dig anyways because it's not in their, uh, what they call it, permits or license or something. They can't do that. So I think it's a lost cause for him. It sucks. You know, yeah, that's, dollars, man. that's, yeah, crazy. that's crazy. So what, when you went to Vegas and you came back with 80-something thousand, what were you playing? Uh, mainly high limit slots because uh, when we got to Vegas that Friday, my mother-in-law bought me a massage there at MGM. So I went and got a massage. And then I came out, I put 1200 bucks in a $100 slot, and I was doing $200 spins. So I did six spins. Hmm. And it was the sixth last spin. Yeah, it hit the triple symbol, or it hit the, the three bars and then triple, triple, which was 54000 bucks. The first five minutes, I'm like, holy, man, that's a good start. And then I just took that, and I was just playing other $100 slots, and I'd win 12000 20000 and just kept racking it up and uh, played some table games, street-card poker, roulette. Um, but uh, I think it came over like seventy or eighty grand, and going through the airport with that much money is not very fun. Wow, and cash? Uh, yeah. Oh, my I gosh. Ahead of time. I was at the hotel, and I called the airport, and I'm like, hey, um, I got seventy, eighty thousand 80000 on me. What do I need to do to be prepared? And he's like, hey, just find a supervisor when you arrive at the airport and we'll help you. I'm like, okay. So I found somebody. I'm like, hey, uh, I got this envelope full of cash. What do I need to do? And he took it and put it through the x-ray machine and it set it off. I'm like, what did you do that for? So now they got the cops coming over and then they took me to this little cubicle room. <laughs> Without getting too graphic, I walked in and I saw latex gloves and... You know what else for cavity searches? I thought uh -oh. I was doing cavity searching. <laughs> oh boy! So she started looking through all the money and everything. She says, "Where'd you get this from?" I'm like, "I'm in Vegas uh, casino." And I even had the slips in there that showed what I won. Mm -hmm. And then I went out and talked to the cops. They took my license, social security number, just to make sure I didn't have any warrants or something. I don't know. And then uh, I almost missed my flight. I had like two minutes to spare. So. Um, nothing happened. Didn't get in trouble. Uh, I had all the proof that showed where I wanted it, how much. So uh, that was nerve-wracking, to say the least. I'm like, a lot of people that win that big fly private, so they don't have mm. to get anything checked. They just get on a plane and go. So uh, I didn't know what else to do. I'm like, I got all this cash. So uh, hmm. that was that was interesting. So. Yeah, man. Do you think it would have been better to deposit it in a bank or something before you? I Tried to. Uh, I was going to wire it to my bank, but there was uh, no bank that would do it for me because I didn't have an account there. And my bank wasn't in Vegas, so uh, the hotel wouldn't do it for me. So I just had to take it and um, get home with it. So I had it with me at all times in my hand. I didn't let go of it. So um, wow. that, that was fun. That was. That's like straight. Sure. Yeah, it's like straight out of a out of a television show or something. <laughs> Carrying. And I thought I was doing the right thing, too, by calling ahead of time, saying, what do I need to do? And then they still messed it up when I got there. So um, I'm just glad I didn't get a cavity search. That's that's what I was worried about. So <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. Yeah, so you're saved. So that's that's really crazy. Is there anything else that, that you wanted to say today? Well, there's really not a whole lot that's happened. I never got arrested or anything, so... <laughs> um, haven't done anything crazy with the money, you know, getting in trouble in Vegas or anything like that. So, um, I yeah. just sit back and hang with the kids and get their future prepared. So mm. be investing. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're really, really wise and down to earth with, with the winnings and, um, now, also humble. Yeah. When I first won, Obviously, I'm not as wise then as I am now. I mean, I'm still learning as I go. I'll still probably make some mistakes every once in a while with some investing or anything like that. But um, as the years go by, you start to learn things and know how to do things. And uh, you get your budget on track. And a lot of people look at me like, you have a budget? I'm like, yeah, you got it. It don't matter if you're Jeff Bezos. You need a budget. You need, you need to know what you can spend each year or each month. So. A lot of people don't understand that. And then they also look at me like, you know, you know, hey, I just got a truck loan. I'm like, you got a loan for your vehicle? Why can't you just pay cash? I'm like, uh, depreciating asset. You know, you go buy a $50,000 truck, it's worth, you know, $40,000 when you leave. That's $10,000 you just threw away. I don't yeah. let the bank take the risk. So. And money's so cheap right now, you can, you know, borrow for 3%, and I'm getting, you know, 30, 40% return on my money. So. 
it's hmm. it's better to use the bank's money within means. So um, mm-hmm. that's another thing that we do. Yeah, it's, and it's hard for some people to understand because you have the capability with with the amount that you have to go out and buy some crazy, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But then you wouldn't have that amount still there. But but you could. So it's like unless yeah. you're bidding it into something like real estate that's going to make something that's going to make money and. If you win, you know, Powerball type money and you go and buy these super rare vehicles that are actually going to, you know, go up in value. Yeah, but you just going out and buying a, you know, a Silverado or any other normal car, it's going to lose money. And it's just, it's money you're never going to get back. And it took me a little bit to realize that because we bought our first set of cars cash. Hmm. And from, you know, buying our three cars to my parents to her mom's, it was a little under $300,000 and that's money we're never going to get back, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, now I just, I borrow the money from the bank when I need the vehicles. So it just makes more sense. Yeah. So what advice would you give to someone that wins 10 million? Uh, definitely get your team together. Advisor CPA mm-hmm. is very important. A lot of people think a lawyer is super important, but only, you know, I got a lawyer for our trust for the kids. And when we pass away, stuff like that, who's in charge, so that's what we had to lawyer for. But the CPA and advisor are the two people that are going to, you know, make sure your money is protected. Um, a CPA for the taxes because your taxes are so much more difficult now. Whenever you have all this money, and especially if you're in the stock market, you're it's it's a lot, a lot of paperwork. So I just let him. I gave him. I think it's like eight hundred to twelve hundred bucks a year, and he does my taxes. So it's worth it. So uh, get your team together. Um, you know, set your budget. You know, find your house or whatever cars you like, sit down with your advisor, figure out how much you can spend before you need to start investing safely uh, and just have fun because this is something that does not happen very often. You know, get the fun out, take some trips, buy some cars, whatever, and then sit down and, you know, enjoy life and invest and make more money down the road. So, um, but you're going to have those temptations just like I'm sure you had them. I had them. Uh, It's a lot of money. So. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't been perfect with it, but I've always had an understanding that I couldn't just do whatever I wanted yeah. or I would be in big trouble eventually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it'll catch up to you. You think, oh, I'm spending 10000 today, you know, this tomorrow, but you keep doing that, it's going to add up. You know, you're spending more than you're making, so it's going to catch up to you eventually. So. Mm-hmm. But I see what we make. I, I log into the investment accounts every once in a while, and I see what we're making. I'm like, okay, you know, we can afford to do this and take this trip. You know, it's mm-hmm. not going to hurt us. You know? I'm more worried about our kids' futures. You know, I want to make mm-hmm. sure that they're set. You know, because if we die prematurely, I want to make sure they're going to be okay. You know, so that's my main concern. I don't care about me much anymore. Of oh, I got to have this Lamborghini or I got to have you know this newer house. I don't really care about that. Yeah, that sounds really smart. A lot of material possessions don't necessarily bring happiness. For mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would argue, but I mean, not everyone feels that way. Happy, but uh, we're we're actually looking for a different house. We want to downsize. This one is like sixty four hundred square feet, so it's a lot of house to clean, and mm-hmm. you know. But it, it's it's a lot of house to to store stuff too. So you got a lot more space to store stuff. So. But we want something a little bit smaller. We want to get into a subdivision where there's more kids. Uh, just downsize a little because this is just almost too much house for us. So. And yeah. the maintenance costs are just stupid. Uh, so, Yeah, no, I totally understand. Do people know that you've won the lottery that are you know in your community and stuff? Um, people that are close to me do. But like, yeah. I love it because I can just walk into Walmart here by the house and like nobody knows. Like Nobody comes up and says, aren't you that guy that won the lottery? Never really had that at all. Uh, YouTube, when I was on YouTube, I had a couple people in this community come up and say, aren't you that guy from YouTube? I watch you all the time. Like, oh, wow. you know, that was kind of that was kind of cool, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't anything crazy. Like, I, I can go out now and, like, nobody knows, which is the way I want it. So I don't want everybody to know, you know. So. Well, I really appreciate you, you know, talking to me and coming on to this show and, and- talking about it because i appreciate it yeah yeah it's really a rare rare thing it's sort of like a a club yeah i know a lot of people are are, are fascinated by people winning um they just they just want to hear the story and i mean i I love telling it it's something that i could tell uh, over and over again um 
and I'm sure I'll do something for the five year anniversary coming up in this April. Talk about it or something. So uh, people love to hear about it. It's something that you don't see or you know doesn't happen to people in a lifetime. So yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it's like you said. It's a club. It's a very rare club. I think Missouri has been like, 35 years now, and there's only there's less than 200 millionaires in 35 years in the whole state of Missouri. That's one. So it's it's very rare, very hmm. rare. Well. Your proof that you know somebody is winning exactly. there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought that you know I worked for the lottery and it was fake and I didn't actually win, but I I won. I can I can guarantee that. So you'll get a lot of people say that stuff and they just want to hate on you for no reason. They and it it all adds up to be just jealousy. They're jealous that you're in that spotlight. They're not. So their way to cope with that is to troll you or just put you down and you just got to ignore that. I mean, you know what you got. So. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to yeah, definitely ignore that. And people that have already built a life that they're happy, content with are less likely to do that is what I've come to believe. Yeah. One thing that the lottery did was um, that the guy that I talked to before I won on Messenger, he called me like uh, what it was six or seven days after I claimed the ticket, and I picked up the phone. I said, uh, "Hello." He goes, "Brad." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, and he just took this deep breath. So, <sighs> so I don't know how to tell this to you. And right then, my heart sunk. I'm like, "Ticket was fake." You know, I already quit my job. Ticket's fake. That's oh man! The first thing running through my mind. Wow, that'd be and awful. He was joking with me. He goes, "Oh, he said, I just want to let you know your money's going to deposit in a couple of days." I'm like, "I said, dude, don't do that to me, man." I said. <laughs> I said, like, that's a lot of money to be playing with. I said, oh, man, he got me good because I was just nervous thinking, oh, my God, what's wrong? You know, so. Wow. He got me good there, so. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think that would that would make anybody nervous. Well, congratulations again you. on your on your win. It's incredible. Um, it's, it's life-changing. It seems like you are really, really wise with it and very um, – you know, humble and down to earth and you're being very smart with it. So, um, congratulations. And I'm so, uh, it's such a pleasure to, to meet you and, and interview you and, Same. um, would love to have you back again. I do got to say, I think the one reason why I'm a little wiser now is because of my wife and my financial advisor. They've kept me off of cloud nine. Cause there was some times there where I'm like, I want to get me a Ferrari. I want to get a McLaren, you know, and they, they keep me off that cloud of wanting to do something stupid. So I got to give them all the credit to of where I'm at today. So uh, with the mistakes, some of the mistakes I made in the past, they've helped correct them and learn from them. And you're a better person today, you know, so got to give them full credit and thanks for that. So, yeah, well, you know, I'm glad that they're in your life and yeah, yeah me too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And it's, that's nice of you to give them credit also. Yeah, so uh, I mean, you gotta give credit where it's due, and they, they've actually uh, they've done a great job. And um, just the way the wife handles the money is—I mean, I let her pretty much handle most of the stuff because she's really good with it and down to earth. She doesn't waste it. She hates spending money on stupid stuff. So, it's, mm -hmm. got a good one. So, yeah, that's amazing. Well. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So that was my interview with lottery winner Bradley Hahn. Thank you so much for listening. I have new podcast interviews coming soon. If you want to watch this interview or any other interview on the YouTube channel for Lottery Dreams and Fortune, I will put a link to that below. If you want early access to interviews, don't forget to support this podcast on our Patreon page. There will be a link to that below as well. As always, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your support.